Test, test, testing, one, two, testing, one, two. What's going on, good people? This is my first episode. I debated if I was actually going to do a podcast, how I was going to do a podcast, or, you know, if I should do one or whatnot. And here I am. So let me introduce myself. My name is Keiston Reese. I am a personal trainer, master personal trainer, or master fitness trainer by uh, title or whatnot, a nutritionist, a boxing coach, and also a competitive boxer at the time, going back to the master's division, which is a boxing division which is in the age range of 35 and up. So, yeah, I've been asked by a couple of people to start a podcast because of things that I've posted on Instagram and their stories or whatnot. You know, with the Instagram stories, they disappear pretty much by the end of the day. So any information that I've put out as far as fitness or boxing or working out or anything like that, be it good or bad, <laughs> uh, removes itself after a while. So here I am doing my first podcast. So what I'll do I guess for this first episode is to give you a little background on myself and how I started personal training so back in 2007 I started uh well actually before 2007 I had been boxing since 2004 I moved down here from Saginaw Michigan to Huntsville Alabama to go to college as everybody does you know travels go to college whatever um be it the college route is not my route of choice as far as expertise, you know, because that would make the second time that I dropped out of college and not the first. So I'll get into that later on. But I met my coach down here, Jeff Teague. He was coaching at a place called Cosmos. And I walked over to Cosmos, <clears throat> which I lived right across the street from in a, in a hillside village apartments or whatnot. And I saw him over there boxing, with some, well, not boxing, but coaching boxing with some guys. And the guy was uh, Jamal Brooks from California and the guy they called Fresh. I forgot Fresh's real name. I think it was Larry or something like that. But they were uh, sparring that particular day. So it looked so interesting. And I'm 23 years old, 24 years old. And it looked so interesting, you know, to see these guys in there sparring. It looked like a real, like, Dragon Ball Z you know, Goku, Vegeta type situation that I just went in there and sat down. I didn't want to interrupt. I didn't want to speak. I didn't want to do anything to disturb what was going on in that room. I just knew that these two guys were in there going at it, like heads up. So I'd go in there and sit down and watch. And that pattern continued for about two weeks. Like I was so amazed and, you know, enthralled with what I seen that I literally would just sit there and watch these guys train. So be it a week and a half, two weeks later, uh, the coach turned around and looked at me and said that, you know, you come in here every day and look, why don't you come out here and try it? So I'm like, okay, I'll get out here and try it. Needless to say, I was hooked. So I got out there, I sucked, I was terrible, you know, but it was the fact that I was learning something new, something interesting. Um, and I apparently didn't really know how to fight. You know, uh, people compare street fighting to boxing and think that they can just convert from a street fighter to a boxer 
you know, in any instant. And that is not <laughs> true in any form or fashion. You will get your ass handed to you without proper training, without proper conditioning, without proper sparring. You know, you do got your, your, your ones who get the luck of the draw as far as, you know, their, their lucky right hand or whatever, that lucky high school right hand or middle school right hand. But overall, you will get fine-tuned if you try to jump straight off into the streets into boxing. So there began my boxing journey as far as my growth personally. From 2004 all the way up to now, I've never left it alone as far as just dropping it entirely. I've had my fun with it. I'm still having fun with it. And that brings up the fact that, you know, at this age, I'm 40 years old and I'm still going to go back and compete in the master's division because I've had injuries in which prohibited me to competing or from competing in the Golden Gloves competition, which I looked forward to competing to in 2007. Fast forward to 2007, which was when I first got the confidence to thinking that I could actually personal train. We were at a gym at this point called Riviera and my coach would always run late to class. So what happened was they started looking at me because I was the senior person in there, you know, the person with the most experience, like, hey, since coach isn't here, why don't you at least get us going through the warmups? And I'm thinking to myself, like, yeah, all right. Well, you know, if, if, <laughs> if y'all are going to listen or whatnot, uh, let's do it. You know, I've been doing it the longest. I've been doing it for three years. The rest of you are, you know, two, three months in, maybe one month, maybe first day. Who knows? But new breeds are in there. So, boom, I get the workouts going, you know, the warm-ups going or whatnot. So, the warm-ups are going, cool, everything's fine, everything's fine. Coach walks in, my stomach drops, like, oh, man, I shouldn't even have did this, you know, like, he's going to destroy me for starting this workout or whatnot. Coach looked at me and started moving even slower because I guess he felt like, okay, I don't need to come in and get everything started. Now I've got somebody, you know, taking charge to, you know, take the ranks or whatnot. So it became a position of, man, I could really do this. Like, I'm enjoying the fact that people will actually follow my guidance if I'm experienced in this. Fast forward to today, here I am right now. Personal training, full time. I do other things on the side too. Um, you know, I do music, do beats. Might record a song every now and again, but here I am in the fitness world, the fitness industry. So that is my background as far as how I started personal training. How I started uh, doing it full time is a completely different story. And I'll come right back after this. Yeah. I just want to grab the ears of all the kings around. Any kings in the building? Any kings around? I'm not about to do too much talking. Yeah. I ceased every negative thought that I deemed egregious I'm at a point where my aim is to manifest my genius And live my life true to myself and to my dying breath Cause everybody try to see God on the verge of death Never was I comfortable in large groups of friends I'd rather hang by myself than force fitting in These inner circles, man, my life don't fit These grown men on that high school shit 
I knew that I was different Allowed me to land in leaders' positions And bring ambitions to realities with no permissions I never sold a drug but still pushing these dope bars Every day I'm living life as if it's no tomorrow They say that time is borrowed, I say that it's mismanaged We work ourselves to death for people who take us for granted Take a look at my stats, you'll see the brand is rising I stopped drinking and flipped that money to advertisement Y'all be out here blowing hookahs trying to master young I'm out here buying cryptocurrency to stack the funds They call me cocky cause when I speak I seek to empower Life will always throw a punch, you gotta learn to counter Never conform a coward, winning is for the willing It's a lot of walking dead, walking around living It's a lot of fish sinking when they should be swimming I'ma empty the tank before I cease existing I'm on my self-preservation agenda And hustle heavy for the next generation I'll render My mind shows me what my eyes can't see So take your dreams and multiply by three Reach for the skies, G He who provides the need in turn succeeds I'm not the last of a dying breed Just few and far between Minimize my insecurities and saw my strengths And recognize the world is mine long as I make attempts uh, This is King's talk, King's talk Head up, chest out, that's how a king walks Eye to eye, voice firm, that's how a king talks I tip my crown to my fellow kings, we got it locked Alright, alright, so had a little music break right there I want to do my podcast a little different If the music breaks annoy you, let me know Give me some feedback and I'll just keep it straight Conversational wise <laughs> But how I started uh, personal training full time. All right. So I used to work at a job. Um, it was my full time job. I started wanting to be a full time entrepreneur after I had a family. You know, I actually wanted to before, which was, you know, heavily in the music business. But <clears throat> the music business has its own quirks. And, you know, they if they're not in sole control of your career, as far as what you do, how you do, and what you put out there, then you're probably gonna, you know, not be super successful in the music business in that area. That was before social media really got as much grasp as it does on it right now. Like right now, you can go completely independent, um, which is what I do currently, you know, on the side, you know, you can go completely independent and don't have to be dependent of any of the major four um, music labels or whatever, but any the freaking way. Yeah, I wanted to be full-time into the music, which, you know, I was the Source Magazine Unsigned Hype. I was winning um, beat battles and all type of stuff uh, with the production and everything. So that's what I thought I was going to do. But didn't end up that way. I ended up um, getting married, having a son and a daughter. I love my family and everything, but still, jobs just, they weren't me. So what I mean by that is... What a lot of people do when they look at these jobs, they see these top, I guess, notch labeled jobs. They'll see the, the brand, the, the Boeing, and they'll see Raytheon, and they see these big name companies. And, you know, what your friends and your family will say is, wow, you work for such and such. Your life is so grand. Like, you made it. You work under this top label thing. What on the inside of these careers or these jobs it's the same shit over and over and over again. Like, I can't tell you how many of these places I worked at that I literally was not only, you know, not, not only was I the only black male in these, you know, uh, jobs or whatnot. 
Like literally, I was the only one. So <laughs> if affirmative action had a face, it was your boy. But um, these jobs felt the same. They were all the same and they weren't soul filling. They were soul taking. Like I don't feel like a person should wake up every day and do the same thing over and over and over and over again mindlessly. You know, we were made to create. We were made to bring about our own talents and gifts to this world while we're here on this world to make this universe and this world a better place. You know, um, if you want to snatch a man's testosterone from him, all you have to do is remove his ability to create. You know, and I'm only speaking for men because I'm a man. I can't speak from a, a woman's point of view or whatnot. But if you want to snatch, you know, a man's testosterone, remove his ability to create. That's what these jobs do. They have you do the same mindless task over and over and over again, saying that, hey, you're providing for your family. But are you providing for your soul? Are you providing for your 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 needs? Like, how are you growing as a person? Like, you can't possibly feel good about yourself and I wasn't feeling good about myself at these jobs and it's not knocking anybody who decides to go get a job or whatnot if that's your route I mean that's on you but I'm just speaking from my personal experience and from other people who I know who have similar experiences these careers or jobs that everybody else looks up to when they see the big brand name because we have this big brand name mentality here in America that makes you think you made it like Cadillac you drive a Cadillac people think you made it but Cadillacs have expensive repairs big ass engines and also have uh, high car notes for people who can't afford it you know so you look like you made it but on the inside you feel like shit it's not really what it you know looks like from the outside fast forward to what I was saying already these jobs repeat themselves over and over again I've worked at the majority of them, your Tionics, your Ulista, your, um, did I contract at Lockheed? No, I didn't contract at Lockheed. Uh, Northrop Grumman, uh, Boeing, and everybody will say the same thing. You have a good job or whatever. So when I told people, which my last job was at Boeing, I told them that, hey, I'm going to leave and go on my own. You would not imagine how many people looked at me crazy. Like, what? You going to walk away from that? Yes, I'm going to walk away from that. I'm going to create my own, like I'm going to get out here and really do it because what a lot of people have done is settled, you know, they've settled for misery and made that their living and they're going to do that for the next 30, 35 years, retire and then come back as a contractor trying to double dip in the pot. That's not what I want to see. Plus, I've seen people retire out of these jobs and die, literally die within the next two or three months. I've seen it happen over and over and over again. Like the only thing keeping them alive was the fact that they got up and went to this job. And now that they quit the job, they didn't know what to do. Or that now that they retired, they didn't know what to do. You're too old to really go out there and, no, not too old. Let me not say that. But you might not have the energy to go out there and travel like you should or go vacation like you should or or go do whatever, you know, go whatever it is. Like, we're not taught here to live while you're young. We're taught to work while you're young, walk your, work your entire life away while you're young. And then when you get to 65, 70, 70 years old, because you can't pull these pensions and all this other stuff until you're over a certain amount of age or whatnot, then you can start living. 
when you're almost close to your deathbed. So, you know, it's, it, it's an insane, you know, perspective or whatnot. So when I told people that I wanted to leave Boeing, they looked at me crazy. Everybody looked at me crazy. I'm the first generation entrepreneur of my family. Now that I think of that. Um, wow. Huh. But anyway, yeah, my own uh, <laughs> epiphany at that moment. But everybody looked at me like I was crazy. So what I had to do was I worked at Boeing. I was scheduled to work from 6 to 2.30 with a half hour lunch break, which was from 11 to 11.30. So what I started doing was compounding my personal training clients around that schedule. So what would happen is I would schedule an appointment at 4 o'clock in the morning, which means I had to wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning. So I woke up at 3 Got to the gym, I scheduled a, a client at 4 and 4.30. So that means, no, 4, 4.30, 5, and 5.30. Now, I was not scheduling a 5.30 first because that means I would run late to work. But I hated my job so much that I didn't even care about being late. So I worked from 4 to 6. Got to my job maybe at 6.13, 6.14-ish or whatever because it wasn't that far out. And then my lunch break came. And I saw another window like, oh, great, you know, this half hour lunch and people drag behind and come behind later, whatever, all the time and leave out kind of early. So I could schedule another client. So I started my demand was going up at the gym. So I had my 11 o'clock client and there was somebody who wanted to train at 1130 real bad. So I took the risk. <laughs> I'm a risk taker when it comes to this. So I took the risk. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and defy the rules and make my lunch an hour or so to make sure that I get these clients because this is what I'm going to do full time with my life. So I had an 11 and an 11:30 client in which I left at 10:50 to get there by 11, left at 12 and got back to work maybe, you know, 12-ish, 12:15-ish. And then after I got off work, after I went home and got the kids off the bus and things of that nature, I was right back at the gym between 3:30 and 4 o'clock, training people until about 6:30. So my day was nonstop from 4 a.m. to 6.30 as far as work goes and then getting off at 6.30 and trying to, you know, be a husband and being a father and things of that nature, helping kids with homework if I could and, you know, trying to spend time with everyone else. But I'm not going to say how stressful that was, but it was stressful as hell. You know, um, I'm not going to get into the details, but it was what it was and Things worked out for me <clears throat> only because I was willing to sacrifice and I knew that I was good at what I was doing and I made a decision that this is what I was going to do with my life. So here I am today, personal training. I quit my job. I gave them a two week notice, only stayed after maybe three, four days afterwards, but gave them my uh, two weeks notice, quit my job and have been doing this full time since... 2017 so July 2017 so I'm three months away from four years being self-employed anybody can do it anybody can do it with the right mentality and you know the right push or whatnot so that's my personal training journey as far as what got me here today more after this yeah yeah the focus is building an empire The youth who share my hue, the goals inspire The cricket system eradication, they conspire Bill Gates got the vaccine, we under fire uh, Don't consider this consciousness 
When it's inadvertently common sense The intuition stops to them fear and consequence And leadership is overshadowed with pompousness Biological warfare, the basis of it Is the urban minority, watch the numbers plummet And still we the least to get assistance But when we get it, we the least to show resistance The rich cover the rich, the poor purge Neglecting the power we have if we merge How many we gotta lose before we flip the pace Leave it in their hands, we disappear without a trace The most enlightened know that the system is rotten It's been rotten for a long time And so can we get out of this system something good for us? It's seven different religions of division No matter the backstory of acquisition Whatever it takes to separate the mass Denominations or economics of social class If we don't get it together, family, we screw The daily consumption of poison and water and foods Is keeping the docks rich and cancer on the rise They'd rather get to Gates what Sabi could have prescribed But they don't play about the money It's not a pandemic until the accounts looking funny No politician can fix it Left the right wings balancing their positions Power is ours, pending mentality An uprising morality can cease fatalities I ain't telling you nothing your eyes haven't seen But if we gon' save our lives, then it's up to we The question is, do we want to continue to live as a colony Or do we want to be like the original 13 colonies And decide that we've had enough Let's break from a colonial past and let's see. All right, all right. Freedom. So let's get a little bit into what my podcast is going to be about. My podcast is going to be about everything, probably. <laughs> um, it's going to be about a lot of fitness things that are going on, things that uh, do work, things that disgust me about the internet and the internet fitness industry. Uh, we'll talk about boxing. We'll talk about combat sports in general because not only am I a a boxer, I'm also a capoeira student. I've been taking capoeira for four years now, four, yeah, I believe four years now and I enjoy it. I love it. I love combat sports and I guess I always have since taking like taekwondo lessons and, you know, a little bit of Muay Thai and all that good old stuff back in the day. Um... Yeah, I've always been a combat type of guy. So here I am with that. Uh, I'm also going to talk about maybe a few current events and what's going on. And, you know, I'll also be taking you all suggestions and whatnot. Also be talking about nutrition, how to get those abs right, how to get the six pack. And talk to you about these lion ass internet Instagram (laughs) fitness gurus who put up seven damn seconds of a clip, and next thing you know, they are automatically Instagram gurus. They're fitness gurus. Everybody's a fitness guru today. Yeah, let's talk about that. Everybody's a fitness guru today. Like, it doesn't even take much. You've got these Insta clips, and I keep saying seven seconds. They may be 15 seconds or whatnot, but you get these people who get on Instagram (laughs) and put up these seven second clips of doing some ridiculous workout let's say these push-ups where people are slapping their elbows all on the ground and and beating their knuckles up and all this other stuff or you've got these super tremendous burpees or something that only lasts seven to 15 seconds but nobody's sweating have you noticed that 
I mean, nobody's even sweating. So, yeah, you've got women with full faces of makeup on. And aside from them standing like freaking contortionists, you know, the entire time, you know, with their legs twisted, their pigeon-toed in one leg and not kneed in this leg and twisted up at the legs like a pretzel and twisted behind themselves. Yeah, the, the whole impressionist thing. You know, you've got all of these fake things going on on Instagram. Uh, yeah, these people are the most followed and sought out after people on the internet. And what it does is it puts a stain on fitness. Because not only are they doing that, then they'll sell a, a, a bullshit product behind it. Let's say like these new, um, what are these things called? These wraps, these waist wraps. Like, I don't have anything against the original, you know, waist situation where people were like wrapping themselves, you know, with a uh, a black band to increase sweating or whatnot. You know, even though that's not going to do anything for you. You know, sweating is your body's natural cooling mechanism. That's all it is. Your body's natural cooling mechanism. Just because you're sweating in an area doesn't mean that you're going to lose more weight in that area. Not even close. If you did, you have the most lean armpits in, in the world because your armpits and, you know, another area uh, in your body will be the first to sweat. So you should have like the most lean and veined out armpits in the world. You know, other areas in your body sweat first so increasing sweat is not going to lose body fat that is your body's natural cooling mechanism i hope people understand that but i have no issue with the the original one that people wear or whatnot if they just want to sweat there for whatever unbeknownst reason but in today's world you've got this thing where it takes an entirely different person to help you put it on i saw this video on instagram <laughs> And this lady was pulling the shit out of this woman. Like she was pulling the damn thing so hard that it was jerking the woman who was, you know, attempting to get in the suit. It was like Ralphie from A Christmas Story. Like she was really wrapping this person in this apparatus. We'll just call it an apparatus. And you strapped it one way. And then after you get that side strapped on, you've got to go to the other side and snatch and pull. And, and I mean, she's jerking and she might have pulled the woman's neck out of place or something she was pulling the damn thing so hard but then you got to strap that side up and then after you get it on you're restricted movement <laughs> like your spine is straight you you can't even exercise in real life and you got all this fall over from you know the top of your body from your uh your body being squished you know you got the, the fat spilling over the top of the the super apparatus super waste apparatus or whatever and it's just ridiculous like the stuff that people believe like what is that supposed to do for you besides restrict your movement you can't even exercise properly one you can't even freaking breathe properly you know secondly you're not doing a damn thing and then i turn around and they've got these thirst bands i'll call them thirst bands they are these bands they're calling them uh, occlusion bands or something like that and they're putting them on guys are putting them on their arms and women and I'm calling them thirst bands because of this demonstration are putting them on their legs, but right under where their butt is. So it makes their butt look bigger than what it is. You're cutting off your blood circulation. Hey, dumbasses, Listen, man, blood circulation is part of the fitness process. You need blood in your muscles. You need fresh blood, fr fresh oxygenated blood to actually 
work out. You need that blood that actually is your river of life from the nutrients that you have eaten. Hopefully, if, you, if you've eaten right, you know, you need these nutrients to come to your muscles to fuel your muscles. Dummies. Like, what? Uh, uh, man, it's, it's a headache and a half to see these things. And then you've got Thick Quick. Yeah, I've, I'm calling names, man, because this is the goofiest shit I've ever seen. So, Thick Quick is allegedly a weight-gaining um, shake or whatnot. And the flavor that I seen was called Reese's Candy. It literally has Reese's Chunks candy, like Reese's Pieces in the thing. So let me get this right. <laughs> After you put it in the blender bottle and shake it up, you're going to have remaining chunks of candy flowing through the damn, um, what's the thing, the, the shaker or whatnot. And you're going to have to swallow chunks of candy. Or are you supposed to put some in your mouth and chew? And they, listen, man, the shit is all dumb. And it all boils down to people not wanting to eat right and take their damn time. People don't want to put years into this. They don't want to sit there and say, oh, I got to stop eating out with friends and family and stop drinking and stop doing the bullshit that I do. What I'd rather do is try to find this shortcut and you know, make it happen because it took me 15 years to get here. But obviously this person lied to me and said it'll take three weeks to get here and I'm going to believe the lie. Hey, dumbasses, y'all going to stop spending your money on this goofy stuff one day when or maybe not. Maybe y'all will. Huh, unfortunately, I believe there's a part of the population who will forever be duped and forever just fall for the idiocracy. So there are people who will pay for the dumbness their entire life. They're going to spend thousands of, upon thousands of dollars on non-working mechanisms and supplements when they could just simply take their asses down to the grocery store once or twice a week and flip that money into something that actually works. But eating right just doesn't sound right to at least 85% of America. It doesn't sound right. 85% of America says, hey, eating right and discipline is just not the move, coach. It's not it, coach. We're not going to do that. What we're going to do is eat this bullshit that, you know, people put out here and we're going to get this apparatus. I'm going to wrap myself in this super strapped on tight uh, waist apparatus with my thirst bands and my thick quick and I'm going to get out of here and get it. It's 85% of people. 85% of y'all really believe that. Believe that that's real. That's why I know that a lot of you are going to just continue to get taken advantage of. Because only the other 10% are going to kind of do it. That's only 10% are going to kind of do it. They're going to commit to the process a little bit. They're going to come in and leave and come in and leave. I've been doing this for a long time now. I've been personal training over 10 years. So I've seen it all. So you get the people who are going to come in and leave and come in and leave and kind of do it and commit to it and lose this weight and then gain it all back and then lose this weight and get it all back. And just don't get the fact that consistency and discipline is really the key factors to this thing and then there are the remaining five percent the dogs the people who get up and do it regardless the people who are like you know what i'm not going to feed into any negative bs i'm not going to sit here and fall into these traps what i'm going to do is legitimately sit here and do what it is i'm supposed to do friends family nobody can tell me 
that I can't do this and I'm going to sit here and do it. You've got those, the great ones. That's why only the few succeed because everybody else is either going to bullshit around with it or not do it at all. Then you've got the top five. That's the dogs, the people that are actually out here legitimately doing it for years on years on years. And then the other 95% swear it's a cheat code. They swear that, hey, there's got to be a supplement there. There's got to be something else besides the discipline and dedication. There is another way. No, there's no other damn way. No other way. Stop looking at these damn Instagram pages with these twisted up models with faces full of makeup. These thirsty ass, you know, dudes everywhere with these occlusion bands, blood pressure bands, and all these other goofy mechanisms that you know you don't need. Start simple. Start putting clean foods in your body. Start getting rest. Start drinking water. A lot of you don't even drink water. Like, man, your body is made up of 70% of this stuff, yet you don't drink water. Like, start with the simple stuff, and then we'll get to the complex stuff about how many macros and stuff you need. Like, y'all keep trying to skip phases. The first thing you come with is macros. And I get asked about supplements more than I do food. Like, what supplements should I take? You should supplement good food for bad food. How about starting there? Start supplementing good food for bad food. And then we'll get to the complicated stuff as far as supplements, if you should need them. A lot of people don't even need them. And a lot of these Instagrammers who post them out there don't even use them. So what? there you go again, falling for the internet. Stop falling for the internet. Get off your ass. Get in the gym. Conquer the simple because it's the simple small things that are going to make the largest changes over time. The compound effect, the compound effect happens over years, not a couple of days, not a couple of weeks, not a couple of months. It took you more than a couple of months and a couple of days and a couple of minutes to get in that bad position you're in. But you swear that you're going to get out of that position in two weeks, in two months. It's a sickness. It's sad, too. It's very sad. But what I'm going to do right here is cut this podcast. Hopefully you've enjoyed it. Um, I'm open for suggestions as far as what you would like to hear. I'm also taking music submissions. You can send me music submissions. Now, here's my music submission thing. If it's whack, I'm not going to play it. Uh, Hey, listen. It's just not going to happen. This is not, I'm not a record industry guy who's trying to push, you know, um, the newest trend on anybody or the newest belief on anybody. If it's not good, I'm not going to play it. So you could submit your music to prophetics at gmail.com. P-R-O-P-H-L-E-T-I-C-S at gmail.com. You can send it there. If it's not good. It's not happening. And I won't blast you out on the podcast. It's just not happening. So send your music in. Send me some ideas. You can also send ideas or, you know, any topic that you want me to talk about. You can send that there as well. Um, Other than that, that's about it. Hopefully you enjoyed the podcast.